Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is your host with the Hall of French Toast here, Freddie Carlson, welcoming you back to the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, after a very long hiatus, the pod is back. Unfortunately, Angelo could not be with us here today, the heart of the wrestling fan base. We send him some love. He will be back very soon. And this episode is to do a couple of things. Number one, it is to welcome us all back. It's been almost six months since the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast has been in operation due to some various circumstances in our lives, but we are happy to be back and allow me to say that very, very soon as we approach the tail end in the second half and the back end of 2021, we have some great things planned for you as the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast will be returning to the air regularly. Angelo has been hard at work in his spare time preparing new new topics, new series, mini-series that will last episodes and be sub-podcasts and all these things that we are so excited to introduce to you in the coming weeks, months, and hopefully years ahead of us. The Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast is back. Your host with the Hall of French Toast is here with you today, and let's get right in to today's topic. And today's topic, a very timely one that we wanted to make sure we discussed after having missed so much over the last several months. This topic is going to be the release from WWE of Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, The Fiend, having been released from his WWE contract last week in a shocking turn of events that was revealed on social media Saturday morning. Bray Wyatt had not been seen on WWE TV since WrestleMania 37 earlier this spring when he competed in the opening match of WrestleMania against Randy Orton on night two of WrestleMania 37, where he lost to the Viper. There have been plenty of rumors and speculation as to why we had not seen Bray on TV for the previous four months prior to that, and having Randy basically carry the story into WrestleMania, as well as why we did not see any of Bray after WrestleMania up until the announcement of his release last weekend. The most vocal one, and probably the most realistic one, being that he's been mourning the passing of the late great John Huber, also known as Luke Harper, and Mr. Brody Lee, the dark, the exalted one of the Dark Order. Bray Wyatt and John Huber, or Wyndham, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper, or Wyndham Rotunda and John Huber were very good friends outside of the ring, having met many years ago because of their mutual interest in wrestling as well as their partnership in WWE as a part of the Wyatt family. Bray Wyatt on Twitter and Instagram when when Huber passed away revealed that he was his best friend and that he was hurting and that it was a very difficult situation for him. And everyone mourned differently the passing of John Huber from fans and spectators who have watched him compete over the years to his peers and friends and co-workers in the ring and in the, in the companies he's worked for as well as his family. And the wrestling world was hit so hard and we all remember how hard it was to deal with the emotions of that and Bray Wyatt was one of the people who took it harder, and it affected his mental health, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking time for yourself for your mental health, and so we hope that if this is what that was, that Bray's mental health improves and he is able to find a way through it. That is the first and foremost thing. It is his health, his safety, and his comfort that mean the most in this situation. But, of course, we also do have to look at it from a wrestling perspective and wonder what went wrong with The Fiend. And we have spoken about this in length on a previous edition of the podcast, hoping that The Fiend's character would expand and would grow. 
as the years went on and Angelo and I went into deep deep discussion about what we thought should have been done and most of which was not done uh, we all can agree probably in many respects that the career of Bray Wyatt and WWE had a lot of peaks and valleys ups and downs and unfortunately it reached a point where we had to consider was he ever going to reach the megastar status that we had hoped he would or was WWE never going to give him that opportunity and so we saw we've spoken about his journey through the Wyatt family and how it was such an amazing gimmick that had so much potential and that was let down time and time again because of poor booking decisions as well as the singles run that he had following the split from the Wyatt family the reuniting of the Wyatt family all of those things that we've gone into great depth about in the past but now that Bray Wyatt has been released from the WWE we can kind of look at a complete retrospective of the Fiend character in WWE from its inception just over two years ago in the Firefly Funhouse to now and the last time we saw him at Wrestlemania the fiend was you know he debuted it was hot one of the hottest angles that you could have possibly had the crowd was immediately into it i remember one of the first times we saw a vignette of the fiend in the firefly funhouse was actually at money in the bank 2019 angelo and i were in attendance that night and there was a vignette played that made us go nuts number one and number two there was also yowie wowie chants taking place throughout the entire show during both money in the bank ladder matches when big spots happened this is about a month or so after the first vignette aired and you can already see the fans were really getting behind this new character and this new gimmick of bray wyatt chanting yowie wowie like that and it was really exciting because you really thought there could be something good. And then he shows up for the first time as the Fiend attacking legends like Kurt Angle and Mick Foley and Jerry the King Lawler. And then he ends up facing Finn Balor in his first feud. And you really think and have and, and hope that this is something that could develop and that could go farther and that could become, you know, the best gimmick in the company and a top star. And we've spoken in depth about the, the slip up of putting him into the main event against Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell and the awful terrible booking decision that we all stand by hating with a passion for a reason uh in regards to uh that finish at the hell in a cell match where it was a no contest because seth rollins and i quote went too far with what he was trying to do to bray wyatt following up with bray finally winning the universal title from seth because they realized they had no other uh, no other choice and then the rather weak run with the universal title that culminated in a very poor booking decision of having Goldberg win the title from him at Super Showdown as opposed to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, which everyone was hoping for, and it would have at least been a much better match than what Goldberg and Bray Wyatt put on in Saudi Arabia. And then after that, the Fiend character had the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania with John Cena and the COVID WrestleMania, and I mean, let's be honest, that was fantastic stuff, one of the best things that you could have ever imagined seeing on a show where there was no fans in attendance for the matches that took place in the ring, but that and the Boneyard match between AJ Styles and The Undertaker really brought that WrestleMania back to a respectable level, along with some other things despite the lack of a crowd. Uh, then The Fiend kind of disappeared while Bray Wyatt feuded with Braun Strowman for a bit. He made his return for the SummerSlam title match between Strowman and Wyatt uh, for the Universal title, which The Fiend won and won the Universal Championship from the, uh, Braun Strowman, only to lose it seven days later at Payback to Roman Reigns, who is currently on the run of his life uh, with the Universal title, who has not lost it since then, approaching one year as champion. And then The Fiend entered into the feud with Randy Orton after moving over to Monday Night Raw, adding in Alexa Bliss and having that um, that dynamic for a while. And it was great at first. I mean, you know, The Fiend got burned alive at TLC. He really was in Randy's head. And it was exciting to see what would possibly happen. And then it just got really jumbled and really confusing. And, 
you know, then The Fiend was kind of gone from TV, as we mentioned with the uh, passing of Luke Harper, John Huber, in December. It left a lot to be desired for with The Feud because he was not in the right mental place to be participating, and that was obviously, as we said, the best thing for him, and we fully, as fans at least, hopefully support that, and I do personally. I know Angelo and I do, and we're going to get to that fan response in in a little bit, but... Uh, you know, he was gone from TV. Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss carried the feud for a majority of the next couple of months. It kind of reached a point where it was the same old thing every week, and it went from the most entertaining thing on Raw to the least entertaining thing on Raw very quickly. And then eventually it just kind of became that Alexa Bliss had the gimmick that Bray Wyatt had, and now she's the creepy, crazy, weirdo character like with dem- with demonic powers. As she fe- has a doll now and all this stuff. While The Fiend returned at WrestleMania, only to be screwed over by Bliss, Randy Orton beats him, and that's kind of where we're at. That was the last time Bray Wyatt was on WWE TV. Randy Orton moved on to another feud, and Alexa Bliss, same thing, and we kind of just forgot that, you know, Bray Wyatt was around. Uh, And it's an unfortunate circumstance because a gimmick that was so powerful, so talented, and so over with the crowd not even two years ago when it first debuted, you really had hope for it to make it to a level that was going to be, you know, superstardom and and one of those like Undertaker level gimmicks that always, always, always live on in infamy. Um, But the release did come as a shock as the rumors also swirled that apparently Bray Wyatt was released for budget cuts. Um, Now, who knows what the actual reason is um you know the with the actual god's honest truth was not revealed to the public but you know you can have your your rumors you know if this is for his mental health maybe he requested it and he just needs to be away from the business entirely maybe you know there's also a rumor that he was preparing to return to the ring in august and that plans had already been set in stone with booking and he uh was released for budgetary reasons which has seemingly been the case for a lot of big name superstars this year the likes of braun Strowman, alistair black and ruby riot come to mind when you think about that but now looking forward, the question really just becomes, uh, is is this a permanent release? I mean, we saw what happened with Drake Maverick and Samoa Joe. The fans' support from him on, on social media brought them back. And now Drake Maverick in NXT in a much lesser role since his return. He got signed to that contract after the Cruiserweight uh, tournament last year. And then Samoa Joe, more fo- uh, focally, a couple of months after his release with uh, Braun Strowman and, uh, and the rest of that group who was released back in June... Um, has already been re-signed, been on NXT the last month or two as the enforcer, and now the number one for William Regal, and now the number one contender to the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross at NXT TakeOver 36 on August the 22nd. But as we move forward and you wonder, and you will, we will see how things play out, obviously the speculation that will Bray Wyatt return to WWE, will he return to another company, the likes of AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling or anything like that, or is this the end of Bray Wyatt's time in the in, in the wrestling business for now? We really don't know because we don't know the truth, and it's hard to speculate because we don't want to assume anything, because I think most important is that his mental health be his primary concern. If it is still not 100%, he should be focusing on that, and that is what I firmly intend and believe is that that's more important than any character or or spot on the card in the wrestling business and if the wwe released him because he, he prioritized his mental health and that's just messed up and i'm really really hoping that deep down that is not what happened uh, and that it was at least for a budgetary reason because it's not a it's not a uh i would say a harsh reason you know it's it's unfortunate and you kind of question the, the the reasoning behind it but 
Um, at least it doesn't make them look like total, total a-holes um, in regard to what they've done with uh, you know, his mental health. And, you know, you have the, the dream scenarios if he shows up in the likes of an AEW. What's he going to do, you know? And then is he going to feud with any of the big-name guys there? I mean, AEW has became a land fil- riddled with uh, young talent making their way up as well as a balance of other WWE guys who left there for one reason or another, either as old-timers who are coming back, like Sting and Christian Cage, or, you know, younger guys who just did not get the right opportunities in WWE and are now getting uh, showcased in a much more prominent way in AEW like Andrade El Idolo and Pac, just to name a few, and Andrade El Idolo making his debut in the hiatus of the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, One of the more shocking things, I think, because it came from out of nowhere when he arrived in AEW, but I'm excited to see what he can do, you know, and the likes of of Miro too, another guy who debuted uh, before the, the hiatus, but really came into his own, winning the TNT Championship, and then finally booking him the way he should be, not just as Kip Sabian's best man, but as the the redeemer, the man who should be a dominant monster, as he should have been in WWE as well, now over there succeeding. But back to Bray Wyatt. Uh, Ronda Rousey actually came into the media as well over the last couple of days since the release, and she called out WWE fans, and, and I think there's a bit of a, a legitimacy to it. You know, in Bray Wyatt matches of the past, they've either booed because it was boring to them, or they've chanted, we want beach balls, or they just remain completely silent, disrespecting the performers in the ring. And now listen, I have seen it happen many a times. I was at uh, a SummerSlam where a beach ball was, uh, when Cesaro hopped the barricade and literally grabbed it and ripped it up because he was frustrated that the fans were more focused about a beach ball than his tag team championship match and i mean that there is an air of legitimacy to what ronda is saying if the fans who have not been as supportive as they should have been are going to continue to be this way then does it really um you know can they really be sad about it i've always been a firm and full bray wyatt supporter you can go back to our episode about the fiend a few months back you know how much of a, of a believer i was in him from the very beginning i always thought that this gimmick could take off you know not trying to say let's recreate the undertaker let's you know make him the next undead you know mortician or anything like that but let's make him the next monster demonic creepy character because you know what that still holds some value in the wrestling business people love that it's one of those things that no matter what happens with the character, as long as you don't make it too cheesy, it's still believable, and you kind of forget that you're watching, you know, you're you know, you're trying to believe that there's an air of like reality to it, and you just know like, oh, you know, this is you know scripted, you know, it's a story, it's whatever, and then all of a sudden you see the Undertaker you know, come up from out of nowhere behind somebody, and, and you know you're like a kid again because you like, oh, you jump a little bit like a horror movie, and that's that entertainment value, and I think the entertainment value that the character of Bray Wyatt both as the eater of worlds and the leader of the Wyatt family as well as the Fiend both had huge potential, especially the Fiend, and it's just unfortunate to. See see how fans completely numbed to it at some points i mean including his match with daniel bryan for the universal championship uh at royal rumble it was kind of dead his match you know his match with um seth rollins obviously the hatred that kind of spewed because of the booking decision more than anything and it's just like when fans don't like appreciate what you have it goes out the window and i mean i'm not saying every fan is like that i'm not also trying to say that i'm not like every other fan i'm just saying that on a personal note I think, you know, you need to appreciate what these people are doing. They're trying their best, and sometimes it doesn't get over. And I am a harsh critic. There are certain characters and certain superstars that I have just never clicked with, never really gotten behind. You know, Eva Marie being one of them, I just don't get the gimmick. I never did. You know, not to say that she's... 
you know, a bad performer. She's trying her best. I just don't click with it. Um, and it maybe one day it will click. And I, sure, I'm, I think you can explain that away for some people who might have thought of Bray Wyatt the same way. But, you know, it, it kind of went from just, you know, people being harsh critics and wanting to wait and see what happens to really just hating on a character because of booking decisions and or because of the fact that you just were bored in that moment. The Fiend was giving us some really original content. The Firefly Funhouse was fun every single week. His feuds were could while they could have been better in places definitely had their highs and their lows and the highs were really really high his entire feud with john cena was in my opinion perfect especially considering the awkward circumstances of it starting literally a show or two before the pandemic shut down crowds and you had to go to an empty building out of nowhere and just completely alter your path to wrestlemania which was likely just going to be a random a regular wrestling match between john cena and bray wyatt the fiend as the fiend and now you turned it into this master piece Firefly Funhouse match that's cinematic and sets the bar alongside the Boneyard match that has not been hit since and I highly doubt will be hit again for watching cinematic wrestling matches. It is just so, so good at that moment in time and you kind of almost forget the, t- the the couple of questionable booking decisions like Hell in a Cell, like Goldberg, and you really, really hope that the future remains bright for The Fiend and for Bray Wyatt. And Even in the pandemic time, I feel like that should have been where he thrived the most because you can get more liberal and more open about the crazy things you do because there's no fans in the building. And they tried, and they probably went a little too kooky and a little too cheesy with it with the likes of, you know, the lightning and the all the, the, the Thunderdome camera things where they had the fans projected and they had all these really weird things project on there at times. It was good, it was bad, it had its ups, it had its downs. I really had hope and faith that it would remain good and unfortunately did not do as well as we had hoped. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem as though we'll ever get to see it again. I am hopeful that if this is not a mental health thing and that Bray Wyatt's release was was for budgetary reasons, that WWE smartens up and re-signs him and brings him back and allows him the creative freedom that he should have with a character like this. Not saying that they should let him do whatever he wants, give him direction, give him good feuds with good opponents who he could really work with and sink his teeth into something. Look at Malachi Black in AEW, formerly known as Aleister Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, who recently debuted in AEW, again, during our hiatus, and is now currently literally the most over character probably in that company because it's fresh it's new it's basically what he was gonna try and do with his return in wwe but you know he returns attacks biggie he's gone he only has a 30-day non-compete he shows up in aew he's malachi black he's still selling that eye injury he looks freaking great it's so so good and you just gotta wonder whether or not you know He's going to stay at that level. I think he can. I think he will. But let's see what happens. You know, and uh, I think one thing that WWE should do with Bray Wyatt is give him some more creative freedom because he's already said that AEW is listening to his ideas and rolling with it. And I really hope that they continue to do so. And when you look at the likes of, you know, Bray Wyatt's uh, potential opponents in WWE, there's a lot of a lot of good things that he could do with so many of these guys, the likes of... You know, I think, you know, Big E, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins as this new character that he is. And the list goes on and on. I think that there's still a lot more that he can do. You know, Finn Balor with the Demon character. The Demon versus the Fiend, I think, would be an amazing match, both uh, storyline-wise as well as in-ring-wise. We know that Bray and Finn do have good in-ring chemistry, even though the last time they feuded the... the, 
story got ran into the ground a little bit. So I think we have to wait and see. But at the end of the day, the most important thing that with Bray Wyatt, as I said, is his mental health. And I really do hope that his release uh, is, is if it is due to mental health, it was because of his own accord wanting to just kind of make sure that he's away from the business and taking care of himself and prioritizing himself. I really hope that WWE did not release him because he would not compete because of his mental health or anything like that. We don't know the truth. We have to hope for the best. Uh, but one way or another, the thing that matters the most is his mental health. And if his mental health is okay and he's ready to get back into the ring, I hope that if WWE isn't smart enough to snag him back and get him back in there, just like they did Samoa Joe, then that another company picks him up and allows him to do the things that he is so good at doing. And that is being creative. That is creating magic with his characters, with his, with his in-ring work, with his promos, with his gimmick. Everything that Bray Wyatt seems to touch does turn to gold. And as long as the company who he works for allows him to do so and that the fans stay behind him and don't ruin matches and segments that he's in because of different chants or because they're bored or because they don't want to listen to it or because there's a beach ball flying around then there needs to be uh, there stands to reason that there will be success for Bray Wyatt again in the future and not just um you know the repetitiveness that he saw in WWE we don't know what's going to happen we have to hope for the best but one way or the other pray for his mental health hope that he is doing well and that if and when he returns to the wrestling business, he does so when he's ready, and he does so at a level that is the success that we know he can be. The levels of Miro and Alistair uh, Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo have seen in AEW, and that Samoa Joe has seen since his return to WWE. Things of that nature, levels like that, that is what we need to see, that is what we need to hope for, and we will find out soon enough, uh, I'm sure. Uh, so as we mentioned before, this was the return episode of the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're hoping that Angela will be back for the next episode very, very soon. And until then, remember, we have a lot of good things coming your way. New episodes, new topics, new series, new mini-series, and different things that we're going to use to not only change up how we do things here on the pod, but to keep them fresh, to keep them coming, and to give us a lot of reasons to want to get back on the microphone and talk to all of you, the fans who support us and love us. So I have been Freddie for the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast, and as always, always remember, never be afraid to be a fan. So long, everyone, and we will see you again very, very soon.